For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. What's up, everyone? You're listening to At Bridge Pod, episode 49. Yes, episode 49. And today we're going to be taking a look back on one of the most iconic goalkeepers that Chelsea have ever had. Arguably our greatest goalkeeper, and that is Peter Bonetti. So we're going back to the 60s and the 70s to talk about this iconic player. So let's get this episode on the road. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm your host, Mikey, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Hello. This is episode 49 of our show, and that means just one show away from our half century. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when we started this, I mean, I never really imagined we would actually get to, like, nearly 50 episodes, which is insane, because that's, like, nearly just 50 weeks. I didn't think we'd get to five episodes, let alone 50. Wow. Yeah, it was a different world when we started uh, back in June or July when we started to talk about Hazard and his legacy. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot has changed, put it that it way. It has. I mean, we've got a great special lined up for that 50th episode, which we'll keep under wraps for now, mainly because I was umming and ahhing between two different things, mainly which era this particular topic would be. But, yeah. But keep your eyes peeled for that episode. That'll be coming up soon, probably next week when you hear this. So, yeah. So today we are bringing you a bit of a short episode, but still an important episode. Now, yeah. recently we had the sad news of the passing of Chelsea legend Peter Bonetti at the age of 78 from a long term illness. Now, on this show, we don't often cover the history of our club from back in the day, so to speak. I know my co host, he wants us to go back to the 90s to talk about some classic games, which we are definitely going to because there's some fantastic football to talk about from that bygone era so to speak but I felt this was the right time to look back at Peter's career and why he became a Chelsea legend I mean Chris and I you know let's be honest we're not going to pretend that we know a lot about this era of Chelsea are we no I mean I'm 26 how old are you 26 as well 27 soon I mean you know (laughs) we're not we know pretty much from mid 90s onwards we you know we haven't watched previous eras that you know that's a fact really we didn't grow up in the 70s we didn't grow up in the 80s the 60s we're 26 we grew up in the 90s the noughties and now we're here watching football but we've got to respect legends of, of bygone eras and, and peter bonetti was an absolute legend not just for chelsea but for english football and for goalkeepers around the world yeah 100 percent. it's ambitious to say we know from mid 90s i certainly <laughs> mine's like fa cups and stuff like that but other than that it's like oh I know the big names. We know, you know, the Osgoods, the Ron Harris, Vinnie Jones, you know. I know all the, yeah, exactly. You know, second all-time goal scorer for us. You know, I know about the names. But, you know, to be fair, these sort of episodes also give like us the opportunity to look back through the archives of these particular players. And you appreciate them as well. And it, it only helps us learn more about them and that era. Because obviously football has evolved through the decades and it's changed. And I feel like because obviously... Benetti's time was the 60s and the 70s. I'm now learning 
about that era. And it only helps us as fans and also hosts that we've got that knowledge in our locker. I mean, I don't know what you think about that. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's it's always good to look back and, you know, you sometimes see these retro games on TV, especially nowadays with no football. Uh, and you, you look back and you think, well, it's, there's some great footballers about. And obviously, there's some great footballers about. But you don't, you don't realise it. Like, obviously, we just watched, like, you know, Chelsea of today and, you know, past a couple of years. But you don't go back and watch normally. You go back and you think, well, you know, these players paved the way for your Peter Cechs and Peter Bonet's case, Bobby Tamlin. Mm. Lampard's another top goal scorer. Peter Osgood, incredible, incredible player for Chelsea. You know, you look back and you think, wow, these were true, true icons of the game and of Chelsea and of Stamford Bridge. So it's just so good to look back on it and, you know, just get a whole new love for the game almost, I'd say. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, with the help of the article that has been published on the Chelsea official website, YouTube footage, you know, of just incredible moments in his career and, and so much more, you know, both of us are going to do our best to talk and honor such an iconic goalkeeper. I mean, it goes back, obviously, like we said, 60s and 70s was his era and he wasn't the tallest of um, players for a goalkeeper. I mean, we know the goalkeepers like six foot five, et cetera, almost, yeah, you know, yeah. Courtois and everything, but um, Benetti five foot 11, which you might think that's still pretty tall wasn't really that tall for a goalkeeper. You know, we know how important height is, but it never stopped him. Clearly didn't stop him. And he developed that nickname that's so synonymous with him, the cat, you know, because, you know, he was technically innovative, plucky, you know, and he was just so, so fantastic. He was almost like they listed it on the the Chelsea site that he was a maverick in that golden era for our club. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, what can, more can you say? He was our, obviously, the last line defence is a keeper. You know, we've had some icons over the years. Obviously, Petr Cech, Carlo Cudicini. Could, you could even say Ed De Hoy. I mean, he did a decent spell for us in goal for a, a period. And he was he was known, obviously, his shy moment is the 1970 FA Cup final replay. Now, this yeah. is obviously 50 years ago, which obviously we had that beautiful, iconic FA Cup kit we had for obviously this season to honour that achievement and he was partly injured in that game and yet he was able to keep the goals and you know 28 million people tuned in to lift watch us lift that FA Cup uh, I mean what more can you say I think it always says a lot about a character when you can play on injured yeah I mean the 70s and 60s and 80s they were different to what the game is today you look back and you think wow like like that, like that game, you know, Chelsea Leeds, and oh, so many games watched in the past. There's so much like fire in the game, so much like animosity and intensity, and you, you just you take it for granted these days because you you don't see it as much. You just think, oh, it's just a non-contact sport. But back then, it was really just a, I want to say a, a brawl for all almost, but it was just so physical. And to be partly injured, you know, back then you wouldn't just hobble off the pitch. You'd you'd fight for your place. You, you know, you'd, you'd fight for your team. And there was no way in the cup final, anyone would go off back then. You know, no. Peter Benetti, just for him to, to pull through, to win us an FA Cup, fantastic achievement. And, you know, it, it was, I look back at goalkeepers back in the day, and I, I find it amazing that, that they didn't used to wear goalkeeping gloves. No, like, no, that's true. He went through, he did in the end, but yeah, back yeah, in, yeah, when he's, like, his first part of his career, no, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's mad because the balls back then were so much harder than they are now. Like today, it's basically 
nothing to them. You can hit it and the ball swirls all over the place. But then you're basically kicking a rockabout, a football pitch. So for yeah. to like not wear gloves and, you know, to to be a maverick, as as they say, and just, you know, express himself in goal, it's paved the way for so many keepers. You know, you, know, you look at how keepers play today, like they, they're sweeper keepers, you know, they're really good at the ball at their feet, you know, they try and spray passes 70 yards. You know, you can almost say Peter Burnett was the catalyst for all these keepers. You know, he's, he's a true pioneer of the game. Yeah, one 100%. You know, he was, he got, obviously, he was recommended to the club on trial by one of his, his family writing in. I mean, his mum wrote a letter in to obviously get him a trial. I mean, that is, that just wouldn't happen nowadays. It's such a, it's so, it's so, it's it's hard to understand, but it's so beautiful at the same time that it's something so innocent as a letter in and a, a club would go, yeah, let's get you in. Let's see how you're doing. And something as simple as that. But nowadays you've got the scouting networks. Agents. And exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. And he made his debut at 18. Decent. And then obviously that day onwards, he never had to look back because he became our goalkeeper for, you know, two decades. You know, he played for a really long very, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was so iconic in that green long sleeve jersey. You know, and he set records obviously with clean sheets. I mean, I think it was I think only Petr Cech. I think he kept according to this, here we are. 208 clean sheets Peter Bonetti kept, a record only Petr Cech managed to break in 2014. I think that stat alone shows just how incredible an achievement that truly is. Yeah, uh, I mean when you when you talk about Peter Bonetti and Chelsea, he has to be up there with Petr Cech as probably the two best goalkeepers we've ever had in my one hundred percent. I mean he was tremendous, you know, you could say about Peter Bonetti, there wouldn't be a Petr Cech, there wouldn't be all these keepers you see nowadays. So you, you can't I mean I think as a goalkeeper, a lot of people sort of take them for granted and they they, they don't think how important they are, but really they're one of the most important players on the pitch. I mean <laughs> Goalkeepers save you the game. They're, I mean, I know it's obvious, but they do save you the game. Yeah. I mean, look at the amount of saves that Czechs uh, did over the years. Munich final, for instance. People don't take goalkeepers as seriously as much as attackers. And it's such a shame. I mean, look how many people, how many keepers have won the Ballon d'Or. It, it's a shame that they don't get the credit that they deserve. And I think, you know, Pete Bonetti is one of the best of the players to play for Chelsea. Yeah. It's I mean, as simple as that. When you think of, if I say, if you say that about goalkeepers, you're spot on. It, it One that comes to mind is, if I say, name some German legends, the first names that come to mind, you've got obviously the modern, so you've got Miroslav Klose, and then Balak, you know, Lothar, Matthias, but, and Philipp Lahm, and Beckenbauer, but one who gets, he probably doesn't get overlooked, but he gets almost, it's like, oh yeah, him too, Oliver Kahn, one of the greatest yeah. goalkeepers of all time. It, I mean, absolute incredible Bayern and German legend. I mean, he was, he's like up there with Buffon and, you know, you do, people do forget how important this, these keepers are. I mean, you mentioned about them coming off the line. Benetti, he was actually one of the first to sort of do that pioneering of coming off your line to get that ball, reach for it, you know. Sweet keeper. Yeah, almost, yeah. yeah. And he was not afraid of catching any high ball and for a goalkeeper of his height, you know, you're like, what? You know, and he 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 broke the mold. I mean, it says here on the uh, the article, he used to be he was one of the first to sort of roll and throw the ball out to a defender instead of the standard hoofing it up the field. So you can mm-hmm. see how, like you said, a pioneer of the game. 
Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is. I mean, just going back to the sort of catching the ball, I mean, like I said, going back to the physicality of the game back then, for him to just catch it at his height, when there's people, like you could barge people in the box, you could jump into keepers yeah. and it not be a foul. For him to do that and be really good at it, it's a testament to how skill, uh, skillful of a keeper he was. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he, you mentioned about the glove side, you know, he, he uh, wore gardening gloves to handle those slippery winter balls. I mean, you know yourself how the, the elements they, they can play total difference now. You don't notice it so much nowadays because of the the advances of technology with the gloves and everything that goes into it. I mean, it blows your mind when you actually look at the testing and everything that goes into the, like, the football boots, the aerodynamics of the shirts. It sounds so silly, but that's what we're at the stage of now in modern sports. But back then it was just pair of gardening gloves this would be a good idea and that led to his own peter bonetti branded specialist gloves i mean you know they were sported by young kids who then i think he probably inspired a lot of like young lads to instead of the glory is always the goal scorer the goal scorer always gets the glory but i feel that because of obviously the, the glove side as well and who he was as a person that inspired a lot of young lads to want to be a goalkeeper yeah, yeah. I mean, it just goes to show that if, if you conduct yourself well as a player, you know, if you know, if you're a true professional, and it, it's so easy to warm to someone. You look at David Beckham. Mm. Look at how he conducts himself. You want to be David Beckham. You know, Pet Czech, for instance, modern day Peter Benet, you could say, look how well he conducts himself on and off the pitch. Like, yeah. Especially with the uh, the helmet after oh yeah that uh, school fracture, kids grew up and think oh you know what I can be like Petrchek give me a rugby cap and I'll be like Petrchek you know obviously it's a slightly different I'm sure kids didn't want mm. a school fracture but you get the point I'm trying to make of course you, and, you definitely you know, don't want that <laughs> uh, Peter Benet was the same you know just such an easy character to warm to to aspire to be a tremendously skillful player and you know kids wanted to be like him and it, it was great to see it was great for Chelsea as well so something yeah. like that. I mean, he made his debut against Manchester City in April of 1960. Now, for people who are not too sure on Manchester City back then, they weren't great. <laughs> they certainly weren't the team that you're thinking of now. But at that time, Chelsea had lost the last three games. They conceded 10 goals. That game, 3-0 winners. First clean sheet of, obviously, those 208 that he would make for us. You know, wow. At 18 as well. That's it's incredible, really. You know, and yeah, it is. It really is. During the, that era, the sixties and the seventies, what can I say? I mean, plays in a nineteen sixty-five League Cup final. That's that's huge. I mean, obviously, we run out winners in that game. It's when we beat um, Leicester City, I think. God, I think if I read it right, because that's the game that um, Terry Venables played for us in. Because that was when the FA Cup final was two-legged for. Right. Uh, League yeah, Cup yeah. final and FA Cup finals were a two-legged affair, sorry. Which, you know, you wouldn't get that nowadays. No, definitely. No, I mean, it's, a, again, a throwaway to a bygone era. I still was surprised when I was doing my research that Terry Venables was such a big part of our side back in the uh, the day. I was completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, I was quite surprised at that, but you live and you learn. You do. You do indeed. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the silverware he earned, obviously he wins the Youth Cup in 1960, um, League Cup in 64-65, and then you got the European Cup Winners' Cup, which almost was a Chelsea trophy at certain points, which was in 70-71. But obviously the big, big staple of his 
trophies careers. You've got you've got two, which we'll touch on in a second, but that FA Cup in 69, 70, 50 years ago. Wow. I mean, we will we'll definitely be, let's just say, looking back at that at some point. But what what a side. Yeah. What a side. Iconic yeah. hit, iconic team, iconic game. Yeah, exactly. And you know, without that without that cup, you know, it's just such a the FA Cup has always been a big part of Chelsea's history. And it started properly, I would say, in that final, like the two-legged final. And for me, you know, because obviously he played on through injury in that second leg where we came away two on winners, without him that FA Cup wouldn't be in our cabinet. We wouldn't be talking about the game 50 years on. We wouldn't be wearing such a beautiful, iconic, hopefully iconic throwback kit that we've had this year. You know, another important trophy as well that we can't forget, he is a World Cup winner. He was in the 1966 World Cup squad. Okay, he didn't play, but, you know, you've got Gordon Banks in front of you. You're probably not going to play, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Gordon Banks is probably one of the best keepers ever. (laughs) Yeah, we've arguably... The world's we all know this the save against Brazil. Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean that's that they talk about iconic. That is one of the best saves I've ever seen and probably ever will see. Yeah. I mean, oh it's just it is one of those saves. I know we're going off a little bit here, but you know, how does he keep it out? It's one of them where you just as soon as Pele jumps up, you just and he heads it, you say goal, and then he keeps yeah. it out and you're like, what? That, that wasn't supposed to happen. It almost defied the laws of gravity and physics that he, he kept it out. The ball was not meant to go over the bar. He was meant to go in the back of the net and somehow he kept it out and I really don't know how he did. It's just it's just insane. It, it really is. I, I mean, agree. what more can you say? But yeah, I mean, an incredible goalkeeper and obviously he, he finished up runner-up in the Football of the Year Awards in 69-70, obviously in that FA Cup year. He was... I think he was the receiver of our first ever player of the year award, which was 67. And he ended up winning the uh, club's greatest player in a fans poll two years later on from that in 1969. So yeah. And then obviously the European cup winners cup. I mean, looking into this, I found out today that he overcame pneumonia in time to play against Real Madrid in our first ever European final. And obviously again, a two legged affair, but you know, that's, an, that's a story in itself to come back from such a horrible, horrible, well, we all know pneumonia, absolutely horrific to come back from it, to play and to put in the performance he did against Real Madrid. And um, Real Madrid have always been that illustrious side and they were in that era as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, agreed, agreed. Again, another incredible, incredible achievement. But obviously when he retired, he did actually, before I touch on to his retirement, he obviously, when he, he moved on only briefly for 21 games to St. Louis Stars in the North American Soccer League, and then he, he came back to us. So he played from 1960 with that small one-year interruption, 1960 to 1979. I mean, wow, that's like <laughs> nearly, so nearly four decades. You wouldn't say that this day and age, that's for sure. No, no, definitely not. And obviously, when he retired, he, he moves away. And to the Isle of Mull, international listeners won't know where that is, which is is totally fair enough. It's basically West Coast of Scotland. So there you go. Uh, And he he became a postman. So he was always delivering, you know, delivering performances and delivering those postal, you know, those parcels, those mails. Great, great, terrible pun I'm dropping in there. Uh, It had to be done, though. It had to be done. Yeah. I mean, that's not do it. 
I can't imagine Petacek becoming a postman. I, I didn't imagine him becoming a hockey goalkeeper, to be fair, but I guess Isn't he loves Petr that Cech, sport. So. Uh, rocks, well, not a rock star, but doesn't he play like the guitar or he, something? He like did that? the. I think he did either a drum. He did a song with the drummer of Queen. I know that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't properly listened to it. I probably should. But yeah, um, Peter Panetti, obviously, he came out of retirement briefly, played a few games for Dundee United and I think Woking, I think, I think. But yeah, and then made several appearances in an old England 11 in charity matches against the celebrity teams, came on for the last 10 minutes. And yeah, I mean, what a career he had. And he's definitely, arguably, our one of our greatest players ever. And he would easily make, he, he's, his rival to the greatest goalkeeper award would always, of course, be our beloved pet check. But for someone of the old school, you couldn't be more synonymous with Chelsea and goalkeepers than the great Peter Benetti. And he, he would be sorely missed. And if obviously our listeners from America or wherever you are in the globe, certainly have a look on YouTube, look at, the FA Cup final in 1970 and even in the Cup Winners' Cup as well. Look at his performance and if you can find other footage, look at his performances in other games. He made some incredible saves and he was an incredible person and he will be sorely missed from not just fans but also obviously just people in general because he was just a great, great guy. So yeah, I mean, we will be looking back at other players from these eras and games from these eras and we'll definitely look at the 1969-70 FA Cup winning side and yeah we'll hopefully be learning as well as you listeners at the same time I don't know what you feel Chris have you been learning much? No yeah it's, it's like I said earlier it's, it's been good to look back at like you know old games and old players you know the people and is the Peter Osgoods because you just you learn more about your, your club obviously I knew about them but I didn't know as much as I do now I think it's good for everyone else to learn about the history of a club because you know people these days just think of the past 10 years and it shouldn't be like that. If, if you love a club, you should know their history. And um, and yeah, and it'll be good to look back on previous games and stuff like that in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, 100% agreed. Like, like we've said, we're obviously young fans in the um, aspects of things. So this era, yeah, we, we might be a bit, oh, oh, we've got to do our research, go look at articles. But of course, we're not going to, you should, we shouldn't expect people of like sort of our generation to know a lot about these eras because it's so long ago. But, you know, you have to keep that memory going, keep the history going forward. And of course, you get the joke of Chelsea have no history before 2003-04 when Rome bought the club. It's total nonsense, as you can see with the icons we've had that we've mentioned in this episode, Tamlin, Benetti, Ron Harris, you know, all these iconic players that we've had in our side. So I definitely encourage everyone to sort of just give it a bit of time to look back. Of course, it's great to look at the 90s, you know, icon kits, Italian 90 and all that sort of thing. But have a look back a little bit further into the 60s, 70s and the 80s. And not only just broaden your football knowledge, it's certainly worth it. And obviously we're doing that on a weekly basis now. So, yeah, I feel with that, we've come to end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. So, Till next time, listeners, this is myself, Mikey and Chris signing off. We will return next week where we will talk all things Chelsea. So until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at At The Bridge Pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time.